Are you having the baby? Em asked, excited but scared as well. Yes, go on. Em dashed out, Joyce hurrying along behind. She could tell Mum was in a bad state because she didn't say, Where's Sid? or I don't want to see you playing with that Molly Fox, she's common. Mum hadn't seen that Molly Fox had been hanging around them as usual, always trying to join in. And she was the one who had some chalk, so they had to let her play. Otherwise, they'd have had to scrape out a grid with any old stone or an old bit of slate off a roof. Molly had most likely nicked the chalk from somewhere, Em thought. The whole family were known to be light-fingered. Mum also didn't know that Em's six-year-old brother, Sid, was at this moment kicking a pig's bladder football with Molly's brother, Bert, who was nine. If she'd known, she'd have been after him. Bert was a truly nasty piece of work. Mrs. Hibbert lived in a little cottage next to the timber yard, a noisy place because of all the sawing and banging. But the sweet smell of sawdust which floated along that part of the street helped cover up the stench of the drains, the manure in the horse road, and miskins full of maggoty refuse festering in the summer heat. There was a straggling pot of parched lobelia outside the door of Mrs. Hibbert's. In too much of a panic to be shy, Em flung herself at the door knocker. Then she and Joyce retreated. Mum always said it was rude to stand too close to the door when someone was opening it. In a moment, the rounded figure and kindly face of Mrs. Hibbert appeared. She was a woman in her mid-forties, very plump and rosy-cheeked, her mousy hair escaping from its bun in curling strands. "'Please, Mrs. Hibbert, our mum said to come,' Em gasped. Mrs. Hibbert took one look at Em and Joycey with their pudding basin haircuts and grubby gingham frocks and gave a broad smile. So it's you too, is it? And your mother's come on with the pains, is she, Bab? Lucky you came now, I was about to go out, but I'm ready. She picked up her bag and they all hurried along. Goodness, I remember bringing all of you into the world. How old are you now, Emma? Eight, Em panted, thinking how calm Mrs. Hibbert was. Eight already? Well, fancy that. Cynthia Brown clutched at the edges of the stained oilcloth on the table, bracing herself as another racking pain tore through her abdomen. She always tried to be respectable, but she couldn't help crying out as each contraction reached its climax, burned through her, then receded again. And she heard Dot's reassuring voice telling her it was going to be all all right as she filled the kettle, tidied and set things ready for the midwife. Dot, nine years older than Cynthia, had lost her beloved Charlie in 1916 and had been left struggling to bring up her twin boys and then little Nancy. Cynthia could remember the times when Dot was up before dawn to go out cleaning, taking on work in factories, carding buttons or hooks and eyes at home as well as taking in washing, often doing several jobs at once to make ends meet. Now her boys, David and Terry, were old enough to work, so things were so much easier but Dot had always had more energy than anyone else Cynthia knew. In an already poor district, where the depression was biting hard, so many others around them were barely keeping their heads above water. Of course, Cynthia and Bob had given Dot help over the years, plenty of it. They'd always been in each other's pockets, and it was such a comfort to have Dot there now. She was like a sister and friend in one. There wasn't anyone else except her real sister Olive, two years younger, and they'd never been close. 
Olive was far too hard-faced and tied up with her own life, even though she didn't have any children of her own. Dear God, I feel weary, Cynthia said, sinking down onto a chair between one pain and another. Well, you overdid it this morning, didn't I warn you? Dot reproached, turning to look at her friend. Cynthia nodded, cupping her chin wearily in her hands. I couldn't seem to help it. All morning she'd been hot and scratchy, frantic to get everything done before the baby arrived. Clean cupboards and stove the upstairs. The house still stank of disinfectant and of the sulphur she'd burned to chase out the bugs. She'd worked like a Trojan, setting everything right like a bird building a nest. Come dinner time, she gave the kids their piece of bread and margarine and a wafer of cheese each before they scurried off into the sunshine again. Then she'd come over all funny and the pains had started.